This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast, helping take your leadership to the next level. Here to do that, we hope. The one and only. <laughs> the magnanimous Dr. Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, Sam. No, it's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, and uh, we should say, I, yeah, I say that uh, tagline there at the beginning, helping take your leadership to the next level. But, you know, really at the heart of uh, what we do, the reason we do this podcast is to level up your leadership to help you grow in some way or another, whether that's to be encouraged by leaders in the in the history of the world who mm-hmm. have done great things and what can we take away from their life, whether it's talking to other contemporary leaders and, and mining uh, their leadership style, their experiences for things that we can apply to our life or through books and, and through insight. And so uh, that's really the heart of what we do and and why we do what we do. And so we just wanted to check back in uh, with sort of that uh, intention, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, on today's podcast and and the exhortation to keep growing. Yeah. And I think, Sam, especially as you look at our world, our society today, you you realize the danger when you stop growing, when leaders stop growing, uh, because problems seem like they become more complex, uh, uh, more complicated, more insidious in some ways. uh, And it requires a higher level of leadership. Uh, You know, I think even just about parenting, like I think about your daughter, Claire, sweet little two year old uh, little girl. Mostly sweet. Uh, But I think about the kind of temptations, the pressures, like, you know, when you were growing up, there was no cyber bullying taking place when you were a, a, a little boy. Uh, yeah, it wasn't worth waiting to, for the dial-up, you know. Yeah, the, yeah the, 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 and, you know, just the predators and so on that now uh, are surfing the web. Uh, so many new pressures for you as a parent that yeah. I, and dangers to your children that uh, I didn't have to worry about defending my children from. I, we had... Yeah, we, you know, there, there, we had my own challenges, but it seems like in many ways now, even just to lead in your home, you've got issues to address that didn't exist in my day when I yeah. was raising kids. So, you know, I, I think what that says to me is that as a leader, problems are becoming more complex, uh, more universal. Uh, now you could, you could have a predator from South Korea who's trying to molest your daughter and you, and, and, how do you, def- you know, those kind of things never would have crossed my mind. You, right. Uh, and so uh, you can't, you can't be parenting the same way I did you, because there's new dangers, there's new pressures, uh, new technology. And so, um, so I, I, I just always want to circle back around periodically to, for our listeners to say, uh, how have you been growing lately? Uh, in what areas of your life are you growing or have you become static? And I'll tell you, I come across a lot of static leaders. Uh, they, especially in the church world, uh, they feel like just hanging in there means that they're faithful. You know, I'm faithful. I'm, I've got a church that's down to 20 people, but I keep showing up. I keep preaching the word, whether anyone wants to come and hear it or not. And I want to say, 
well, maybe you, the problem is you're you're not leading well enough to grow your church. You're, in fact, you your church has been declining under you for the last 25 years, but you just keep faithfully doing the same thing. It hasn't worked in 25 years. It hasn't led to growth in 25 years, but you keep on doing it. And I would just say, we need, society needs us to grow. It yeah. needs us year by year. Our, our companies, our organizations, our families, our churches, they need more from us this year than they got from us last year. And so the, the age old question is, so how do you grow? And we, we touch on this in some manner or form most weeks in this podcast, but, uh, you know, I'm reminded of a couple of people just from my past and it's interesting, you know, how, uh, people that your life comes across, especially in the formative stages, leave these, uh, impressions, uh, and, and, uh, it, it's kind of like if you knew someone, like maybe you knew someone named Wayne who was a jerk in school. <laughs> and now every, every time you hear the name Wayne, you just immediately yeah. think of this jerk. And so you, you'll never name one of your kids Wayne because it has too many bad connotations. And well, I, I, there are certain people in my life that, uh, to me, they represent things that I want to avoid desperately in my life. And so, uh, you know, I think of one one man I know. Um, he was a dreamer. He he was always dream, always had an, a new idea, a fresh idea of a way to make money, to start a new ministry, to have a new outreach for the church. The problem was that he had a pretty small character, and he he never had the character to make things happen. He could never mm -hmm. do it on his own, and so. He was always trying to convince someone else to make his dream happen. Yeah. And it was like, and, and he came to me on occasion and wanted me to, because he knew that I could probably make it happen if I decided to invest my resources, my contacts, uh, my skills and time into his dream. And he, and he spent his whole life trying to just convince somebody to make his dreams come true. And, but, but when you got to know, he's a nice enough person. He wasn't like an obnoxious person, but, uh, it was like, but that's your dream. That's your life. You, you go make it happen. But he had a hard time sticking with stuff. He had a, he had a hard time working hard enough. He had a hard enough time, uh, generating respect from people where they could trust him to lead in some ways. He was cursed with an undeveloped character mm. and, uh, because he, he never grew his character. He just, he, he kept the same character, but he kept trying to find someone that would be foolish enough to invest their money in his small character. And it never happened. And I, I, I knew another, a man who desperately wanted to be a pastor and he had certain pastoral skills. He wasn't that bad of a preacher. He could be charming at times and likable enough, but, uh, but he just had a weakness of character, uh, particularly I, I know in in the financial area. He he tended to uh, spend more money than he made, and he'd max out credit cards. He just didn't have self control. A lot of what he was going into debt for were unnecessary things uh, that he should have had more sense than to spend on. Uh, and he would literally have uh, people collection agencies coming to the church uh, to collect from him and it was embarrassing to the church when your pastor is <laughs> is, is uh, being hounded because he's been so irresponsible with his personal finances and uh 
and this man would uh, he he wanted people to respect him, but he 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 didn't know how to act in a way that earned respect from people. And so, uh, you know, I I'd, I'd be in some meetings where he was at, and there, there'd be a discussion from the floor, and he would get up three and four times to talk on the same issue, and he never really added much value to the conversation, but he just, he loved to, to be behind the microphone. And what he never quite realized was that the more he talked, the less people respected him, not the more they respected him. And I, I remember just really feeling sorry for this guy at times and thinking this guy is cursed with a character that is undeveloped and, Mm -hmm. Unless he grows that character, he's going to spend his whole life uh, not respected, not successful, which is basically what has happened to this point. And so I've seen, I mean, I've just, I, when you, when, whenever I talk about you need to grow, I have these images of specific people mm. that didn't grow and I saw what happened. And yeah. I saw a very disappointing life, disappointing leadership disappointing family lives. And so uh, when I say that, um, I, I, I've seen the, the, the consequence of not growing. And, and, and I know people that, particularly in the area of character, uh, they, I've known people that were braggarts. They just, they had to, they kept feeling a need to impress people with what they'd done, who they knew, where they'd gone to school. And they, and, and literally I've seen people that were so insecure that they just everyone they they talked to they had to find a way to somehow impress them with uh, something about themselves and and I thought to myself it, that's going to kill you uh, if you if you feel the need to constantly sell yourself to everybody uh, you're not going to ever be given the responsibility you could have been given and I, I know people that were cheapskates that their whole life they were just the, the greatest thrill they got was in getting a great deal from somebody and uh, under paying for something or overselling for something. And, and, and they didn't realize that, uh, I mean, literally every time I'm around certain people, all they want to do is talk about how they stole this, uh, used car from this older lady that didn't know how much it was worth. And it's like that, you know, you're, you're, you're driven by that. And, and you're sort of known for that. No one would ever want to do business with you because they know you're just going to try to cheat them. Uh, or people that are real critical, and and every time you talk to them, they they just can't help but just put down everybody that comes to mind. Or some people are just really shallow thinkers; they just can't go very deep. And so, if they're in ministry, they they preach shallow sermons. They don't take their people deep, or they uh, they can't solve deep problems because they can't go there. Uh, there's all kinds of character issues that. Well, those are some of the extremes, but. Uh, but we all have those issues of where we just we need to grow, where we can't stay where we are, and uh, and and so a couple of things I would just say about that. Uh, and again, th- this list could be quite long. That's why we do a podcast every week because we're we're always addressing one thing or another. Yeah. But here's just a here's just kind of a, a hodgepodge of of things you you might consider doing. Uh, one is just read a read a book uh, out of your field. Um, you know, we all we all have certain areas of expertise. I'm a leadership guy, so when I read a book on leadership, I know all the the authors that they're mentioning, all the theories. I've I've, I've taught doctoral seminars on leadership, uh, so I, I I I know all that stuff. But uh, 
but then my boys will get me to read a book on apologetics and some of these philosophical things and scientific things are way out of my my field and yeah. so you know sam you're in a book club with me and my kids and uh now and then, uh, Mike or Daniel will come up with some bizarre book uh, that is by an atheist or something, and uh, and I'll not know some of the theories that they're mentioning, some of the science that they refer to, and uh, and and I tell people you need to now and then read a book that where you have to have a dictionary nearby because <laughs> yeah. you don't know these terms. I I had to do that the other day. I was reading and they kept referring to something, and I realized I don't know what that is. I I, I had to look up the word and 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 do a little search to finally figure out. Okay, but now I know what that means, and I've I've, I've maybe I've grown just a little bit. I just added to my knowledge. Uh, you know, the, the, read a book where sometimes you have to do some study just to kind of get up to speed to understand the the, the concepts uh, because that stretches you, that grows you. Uh, I, I think in America today, too many people are just regurgitating the same stuff they already know they just they just read other people who agree with them and but their their thinking's never stretched and whether you agree with them or not do you at least understand where yeah. they're coming from well, i think very few people in the u.s are reading that much anyways but <laughs> yeah yeah if they do yeah. it's it's just to affirm whatever they already believe yeah, and uh, I would just say, when, when was the last time you read a book that really stretched your thinking? It might have even made you angry. You might have read stuff, and uh, you know, we we read in our book club a book by an atheist, uh, and there's stuff that I just flat out disagree with. I think he misrepresents Christianity and so on, but uh, but it it helped me at least understand why somebody how you'd have to kind of reason yourself into that position and justify it and sustain it. You'd have to you'd have to discount some evidences and you'd have to maybe distort the Christian message a little bit so that you could justify holding on to your views and, uh, and the inconsistencies sometimes with those views. So uh, a, a kind of a related one is maybe watch some YouTube. If you're not a, you know, just a reader, uh, there's some great YouTube uh, lectures. There's some great debates. You know, my, yeah. my sons will periodically send me a link to maybe uh, one of the renowned uh, apologist who's debating a famous atheist and uh and those can be quite interesting just watch great minds uh yeah of course if you can attend a lecture and attend a a live debate that's uh that's great but uh now on youtube and so on you can drop into some of yeah. the great classic uh debates of all time that have been recorded uh, great great minds going back and forth presenting the best cases for their positions uh and and some obviously on YouTube are just uh, informative YouTubes that just teach you about. It. I know you you watch a lot of that kind yeah, of stuff where yeah, you just are just, curious about things and there's a wealth of information uh, that's free. You know you don't have to pay a dime for it. You just you know maybe there's an advertisement or something, but uh, just yeah, some of the greatest thinkers of our time. Uh, you can see what they have to say and how they think about certain issues and. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I and uh, you know sometimes I think we we feel like we're just so busy with our own day to day stuff that we don't have time to stretch ourselves. But uh, I th I think we need to be exposed, especially to some of the best of what's out there in different fields, because uh, there are some great thinkers. And sometimes people use their brains uh, for uh, causes you might not agree with uh, to support things you don't agree with, but. Uh, I, I still at times uh, appreciate just 
uh, good reasoning or at least uh, good argumentation. Uh, sometimes well, just a, science. At least a thoughtful approach to something. You know, yeah. you may disagree, but at least they're you know they're being thoughtful about. Yeah, their approach. And I think it doesn't it doesn't hurt us to recognize that there are people that hold different opinions from you that have actually quite thoughtfully worked out their position. They've come to some different conclusions, but they're not all just stupid. They uh, some of them have truly agonized and maybe because of their own experiences in life, their home life, whatever else, they've come out differently than you. But uh, I want to at least understand them. Uh, That way I I can maybe dialogue with them more effectively as well. Um, A third thing, again, I've just circled back around to say it's good to journal. uh, And particularly uh, journal and where you're, where you're reflecting on your behavior. Uh, uh, There's, there's been times where I've maybe spoken in a conference or something and uh, I, I traveled somewhere, spoke in a meeting and, you know, I'm, I, when I get back, I'm reflecting on it. And most of the time I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm, usually, I'm almost always, I feel like I could have done a better job, but, uh, yeah. sometimes you just like, ah, I, I, that one, I, I, I wish I could just do over. I, I tried something new that time, uh, or I really was a little distracted. I, I, uh, I've got a meeting coming up uh, here in a few days where just because I'm in a different meeting, I, I'm, I've got to arrive kind of at the last minute. I know that's probably not good when you're you're landing uh, in the like 530 in the evening at an airport and you've got to be on stage by seven and you've got to check into your hotel and eat before then. <laughs> it's like unpack yeah. and get ready and changed. Uh, you know, I sound checked. Uh I can already, I, I'm, I'm already a little concerned that uh, I know better than to do that. I just kind of logistically how it had to be this time. But, uh, you know, sometimes you, it, it's good to reflect back on uh, your behavior and say, uh, you know what, that I didn't feel good about that. I, or I, I know that could have been better. Uh, too many leaders just kind of shrug it off and move on to the next uh, uh, commitment. And they don't make any adjustments. They don't reflect. And I find that uh, oftentimes it's it's great to look back. And uh, if you're a pastor, it's hard to do, but look back on your sermon and say, was that really the best presentation I could have done? Did I did I do all the research I should have done on that? Did mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? Did I really discipline myself to to stay focused on the topic at hand, or did I chase some rabbits there? Did this sermon go 15 minutes longer than it really needed to? If I, if I'd cut that out, would that have even really mattered? Or was that, did I have one, did I need to use that illustration too? I'd already used three other illustrations making the same point. And, uh, did I really, just cause I had that story, did I need to use it? Did that, did I sort of overwhelm people? All that kind of stuff. But maybe you, maybe you had a coaching session. Maybe you're a leadership coach, and uh, you 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 walk away from an hour long session, and you think, I don't know that I really helped that person today. I don't know that we. I I think that line of questioning I used. Uh, I'm not sure that it got where we should have gone. I think I should have just sort of bailed on that line of questioning and gone this way. I. I I thought about doing this and then I, I decided not to, or yeah. maybe you're, you've gone through a crisis and, and you, you've been leading your, your company in handling uh, a crisis and 
but as you journal, as you sit down with your pen and paper and start to reflect, you realize, you know what, I, I should have been more positive with that, or I should have been more affirming, or I should, I, I think I talked too much. I should have listened a bit more there. Uh, and I, I find that, you know, there's always going to be moments in our leadership where we know we could have done better, but that, that doesn't necessarily help us unless we take time to reflect, well, what could I have done? What the next time this happens, we've got a meeting next week, uh, another staff meeting. Uh, so I've got a chance in a week to to do it better the next time. So what will I do differently then? Um, I'm preaching next Sunday. So how do I, when you, when you walk away and you feel like, ah, that was a five out of five sermon. I, I, I wish it had been a 10, but out of 10, but it was only a five, but then reflect and say, so what would it have taken to have been a 10 or at least an eight out of 10? Uh, well, you know what, I I need to work harder at getting fresh illustrations, or I could have had a better beginning that would have really drawn in the audience quicker. Uh, I, I didn't apply that truth enough, or whatever it might be. Uh, but but take time to reflect and journal. I, I just find, of course, uh, there's a great uh, statement attributed to several people like Socrates and others that says the unex- unexamined life is not worth living. Uh, and too many people are living unexamined lives. Uh, we're, we're, we don't examine what we've done. We don't reflect. Uh, we just sort of keep scurrying on to the next appointment and keep making the same mistakes, uh, keep on experiencing the same lack of success. Uh, and in our culture, it's just easier to, to blame someone else for our lack of success rather than to reflect and to say, yeah, I could have done better. I... There were some factors that mitigated against me, but these were in my control, and I could have made better choices. But uh, uh, and, and that's not to you know beat yourself up every time. I think you have to celebrate when you do something well. Sometimes, uh, on the flip side, I think sometimes as you reflect, you say, you know what, that really went well. Uh, but I tell you what, when I when I did that, I saw people in the audience all leaning in and uh, perking up and uh, and looking up from their cell phones and yeah. and listening and smiling. And uh, boy, I tell you, I've got a lot of, I noticed a lot of people tweeting out that uh, statement I made. It seemed like that really resonated with people. Um, I need to work harder at, at succinctly stating some, you know, points like that. And, and And so there's times where you realize I need to do more of that. Uh, because that seemed to really have punch, and this stuff didn't have punch. So uh, that just journaling and reflecting uh, again, it's just such a there's such power in reflecting on what you've done, and 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 then making course corrections and yeah. saying, ah, it could have been better, but I'm going to get another chance next week. So. What it, let me make those adjustments now so that next week is better than last week. Well, I like that idea of just uh, reflecting on your behavior, not necessarily, you know, your feelings. Because a lot of times when you think of journaling, it's like, yeah. well, was today a good day? I felt nice. The sun was out. Yeah. But but to say, you know, I had this event or I had this uh, whatever it was meeting and and how did you behave and, and did you like what you did? Was that successful? Was that appropriate? And if so, good. And if not, how can you change that for yeah. next time? And you so know, I, I know with my travel, uh, especially I just was very always aware that uh, every time I went on a trip, I was uh, I had to leave my wife behind most of the time. She was watching the kids or grandkids. And so 
party just to be a good husband. I would try to leave as late as I possibly could and and then return home as as early as I possibly could. So, you know, that uh, like this trip I've got coming up here at the end of this week, um, that means that basically I'm going to be walking into the hotel with probably within an hour of when I've got to be speaking. And I know that that's not good. Uh, I know that that leaves me a bit disheveled and uh, not full of energy to, to make a energetic presentation that evening. But then my return flights at like six in the morning. So that means I've got to be checked in at five in the morning and I've got to get from the hotel to the airport. And, uh, so it's going to be at four thirty or so. Um, and you realize, okay, I know that's not necessarily best for my health. Uh, I, if I've got commitments later that day, I'm getting a pretty early start, a short night. Um, I've got to think about not being vulnerable to illness and so on. Uh, and so you, you look at that and say, okay, well, the next time I'm booking a trip like that, how do I make adjustments so I don't do the same thing? And, uh, and I've had times where literally, I, I mean, I've arrived late. Sometimes it was because of flight delays and not my planning. But I've literally arrived at venues where the sound person was waiting for me out in the parking lot. <laughs> and there, and you could hear the, the music being sung and, and the guys saying, when that song ends, you're on. And so let's and literally they're following me up to the platform, uh, hanging a sound piece on my ear Uh and uh, you you realize okay that I that's a I, I'm, this is not going to be my best. I can already tell you, I I'm disheveled. I'm not focused. I I got to catch my breath. I don't have my I'm not into the zone yet. Uh, but and so you, you 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 evaluate how that went and you say so what could I do so I I I perhaps I'm I'm maybe I need to come in the night before. Maybe I need to just. It, for these kind of meetings, it's just worth being maybe away from home a little bit longer than and uh, to, for the sake of the people or whatever. Uh, journaling, reflecting yeah. is uh, you can't. It's hard to do too much of that. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll wrap up in a few minutes. Once a quarter, Richard Blackaby gives a conference call devotional for marketplace leaders in partnership with Workforce Ministries. Connect with this call via Zoom or on the telephone. The next call will be held on Wednesday, February 24th at noon Eastern Time. Visit workforceministries.org for the phone number and for the Zoom link. Links will also be in the show notes. So Richard, just as we uh, bring this to a close, um, what are some final thoughts on uh, growing? Well, that I'm probably going to have to do another podcast on this because I've only gotten halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, speaking of reflecting, you know, <laughs> how do I use my time better? <laughs> yeah. Let me mention just I'll just touch on some that we may have to just dig in more deeply on. Uh, a fourth thing is just get a be a part of an accountability group of some kind. You you need to be with someone who is asking you hard questions, who's giving you feedback, whether you like it or not. Um, and, and holding you accountable when you say, I've got to be better at this. And then the next time you meet, they're going to ask you, so what did you do to be better at that? What, yeah. what changes did you make? You said you were going to start doing this. Have you done that? Um, well, how did that meeting go? Uh, I, I know you were doing a meeting last, last uh, week. Uh, tell me how it went and how you could have done better. Well, I, I tell you, we, we don't always tend to ask ourselves the hard questions. Yeah. And you need someone in your life who will. 
A fifth thing is uh, just in your daily time with God, every day that you meet with God, you, you're talking to someone who knows exactly how you could improve and knows exactly what needs to change in your character, and he knows exactly how to do it. And so as you're reading the scripture every morning, uh, there are lots of very practical things in scripture that you can just hold up your life against and say, uh, like in Ephesians 4 and 5, uh, chapter 4, verse 29, where it might say, don't let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only words that build up and uh, give grace. Uh, and every time you come across a practical verse like that, just stop and, and, and hold your life up against that verse and say, God, how am I doing with that? Uh, how, how might yeah. I do better with that? I'll tell you what, every day you could be making course corrections as you and God meet together, your creator, uh, and and you t- start talking with him, let him give you some feedback. And again, it could be painful. Uh, and always make the connection. If, for instance, uh, you just had an experience that didn't go well, and then you open up your Bible for your devotions that day, and bang, you read a verse that speaks directly to that issue. Uh, don't ever bypass that. Assume that God, you invited God to help you. And now he's showing you a truth from his word that speaks directly to what you just struggled with. Um, Make the connection. Um, Another thing I would just say is just always be working on a new skill. Uh, And it might not even be a skill directly related to your, uh, your, the work you do, but, but, but be learning something new all the time. Perhaps Uh, you wanted to crochet. (laughs) I say, yeah, that would be new. I'd like to see you doing that. Uh, Sam, but like I've known people that decided to take up fly fishing or they they decided to enroll in Taekwondo or photography, maybe just uh, working on public speaking. Maybe that's not their normal job, but they just want to learn how to be better at at public speaking. Uh, There's a lot of people right now that are wanting to learn how to coach, whether they do it as a as a career or just they want to use coaching skills with their kids or with friends at church. And of course, our ministry has a coaching workshop that we do a couple times a year. Yeah, And some people are just like all the interacting I'm doing with people. I just want to have some better skills. But, uh, but when you have, when you put yourself in a posture of learning, especially if you are a teacher or you're a leader, you're used to being the one giving the instructions. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's great for you to suddenly get in the teachers or the, the students chair once again and be taught and to learn and, Get your brain. Sometimes when, when you get to the place where you're a leader, you, you, you're just sort of used to telling everybody else how to do stuff. And it, one of the best things that could happen to you is for you to learn something new yourself yeah. and to, to watch how other teachers teach you and what's effective for you. Well, to be in a, in a novice position, you know, I think when, when, when leaders get to where they are, it's, they're, not, uh, they're not new at it anymore. And so yeah. to, to, to learn something where you don't know what you're doing. Uh, yeah. It, it accesses a part of your brain that I think uh, can lie dormant uh, uh, for unnecessarily long periods of time if you don't. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's why we, we stop growing after a while because we're just not, we're not even using that part of our brain anymore. Yeah. We're, we're all about teaching, not learning. Uh, two last things just to mention, and again, we probably need to just dig deeper into some of these, but uh, take a deep audit into areas of your life, like your character, like your leadership, like your walk with God. And of course, anyone who's familiar with audits knows that a lot of times in an annual audit, uh, an accounting firm may come in and they'll just do a very specific selective kind of audit. We'll just kind of 
do a random check here or there to make sure the processes are fine. But uh, they, they're not auditing everything, every transaction. Uh, it's just very selective because you pay. The more that they do, the more you pay. So you, you say, just give me the selective one. Yeah. <laughs> this is the cheap one. Just give them the flyover. But maybe every five years, every 10 years, you say, okay, it's, it's time for a deep dive where you really go in deep and you really check things out. We want to make sure everything is accurate no and so on. No stone unturned. And uh, and I think sometimes you have to do that as, as well uh, as a leader. And in your character, for instance, uh, we, we blow a lot of stuff off. I, I, I know I rub people the wrong way, or I know I can kind of lose my temper sometimes, or I... You know, I know I've, I've, I'm kind of a procrastinator. I, I kind of struggle with that. Or I know I'm chronically late for all, at meetings. People just sort of know. Uh, and and there's, there comes a point where I think you take a deep dive to say, now, why, is, why does this keep reoccurring with me? Why, why is this a habit with me? This is not just a one-time a, a thing in my life. Or maybe you, you do a deep dive of your, your leadership. You say, uh, why am I not more effective? Why have I, I've been in the same job uh, for a decade now, and I've never been promoted. I've never been really commended. I, I just kind of keep showing up. But uh, surely after 10 years, uh, I should be farther ahead. Uh, I can blame management. I can say they're just playing favorites. Or maybe I take a deep dive to realize I'm not leading nearly as effectively as I could. And then uh, a deep dive in your walk with God. Uh, just because you have a quiet time all the time doesn't mean that you've got a growing, vibrant walk with God. You may be just a very ritualistic, uh, legalistic kind of person who reads his Bible every day, whether it has any impact on you or not. And to say, you know, as long as I've been walking with God, should my prayer life not be more deep than this? Should my knowledge of God, should the peace of God, the joy of, of the Lord not pervade my life a lot more than it does. I, I, I just have this sense that when I really start asking some hard questions in this area of my life, I realize uh, I've been a little careless, been a little, little lethargic here. And uh, it's just time not to make any more excuses or assumptions, but uh, to make some changes. And, uh, and the last one, maybe just to say, is in your life and in your leadership, uh, really uh, examine your results and then focus on your processes. So um, we need leaders need to be results oriented. Uh, we're we're given our jobs for results. People want us to lead them from where they are to where they need to be, where God wants them to be. Uh, we they hire us uh, to to lead an unprofitable organization to, to, to making it profitable, uh, an unfruitful organization to be fruitful. Uh, there are certain results that people expect from leaders. And so this is a demoralized uh, staff. I need to give them hope and uh, enthusiasm and unity. <clears throat> so look at the results and say, am I getting the results? Uh, and I'll tell you what, that's hard for a lot of, lot of people. Again, I know a lot of pastors who for the last 15 years, attendance has declined every year. The results are not good, but uh, they, but they don't, but then they justify them. They they resign themselves to them. Well, people just don't yeah. want to come to church anymore. Uh, this is community. They're just really resistant to the gospel. But yeah, but there's a, a church down the street that is growing like wildfire, uh, it, reaching the same people uh, that you're trying to reach. Uh, well, you know, we so look at the results and say, am I as a leader getting the results that people hoped as a leader I would get? And so once you identify the results or the lack of results, 
then where you really focus is on the process. And so what is it I'm doing that is getting this result? Yeah. Uh, no one has made a decision in our, a church service now in, a, in six months. Maybe I need to look at how I'm preaching. Maybe I need to examine how I'm extending an altar call. Uh, maybe I'm, I need to examine just the way I'm communicating with people and what I'm looking for from them uh, and realize that, that results come from processes. And the reason you're getting the results you're getting is because of the processes you're following. And so if the process that you're using is not getting the results that you are looking for, you got to change the process. You got to say, I, then why would I keep doing things this way? It, in 10 years, it has brought nothing but decline. So why would I do it for an 11th year the same way? But I can't tell you how many leaders think, well, I did the best I could. I, I, I'm working as hard as I can. Yeah, but you're, you're working hard at the wrong process. Uh, you're, you're, you're the, the, the best is not what would be effective. You need a different best. You need a, a different process. Uh, and so I would, you, if you want to, uh, to grow, you've got to take some deep looks at, so what is it I'm doing right now? Is it effective? Is it as fruitful as it could be? And if not, what adjustments would I need to make so that I get different results? Uh, and some things are, it's not rocket science. Uh, if you've been doing the same thing for five years, you've got lots of material to look at and examine and evaluate and to adjust. And yeah. so uh, let me just maybe close by just saying there's always room to grow. Don't, don't uh, beat yourself up if you realize you need to grow. That's great. Uh, yeah. Listening to this podcast can be helpful for that. Um, take, and if you need to get a leadership coach, there's lots of them available. You can get some from our ministry. Uh, but get someone to help you look at your processes and reflect on your results and then help you make the adjustments. And you may, again, I've said this many times, but you may be one adjustment away from the most effective leadership you've ever had mm. to date. So find that adjustment, make it, and start enjoying better results. Well, that's a great place to end it. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.